Welcome to our podcast series, Asked and Answered, a question and answer style session with Ron and Karis Pierce. Now, today we are going to answer the question, what effect has COVID-19 had on the national church planting movement around the world? So welcome with me back to the studio, Ron and Karis Pierce. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Well, let's ask this question. How's the world doing? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. That's the best question. Mm -hmm. And um, I think to answer that, um, I have to really tell folks right now that um, everything that I say here has got to be put into context and balance and everything of that nature. So we recognize the fact that COVID has spread around the world and that it has killed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not getting into, as an organization, all the minutia of trying to describe and defend and take sides or anything like that. I'm just saying to you, uh, those folks that are listening, that it has done damage to the world. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, how has the national churches, the national church planting movements, which Empowered deals with, how have they responded to the challenge of right. COVID? And so that joy is really where we're going to center today our discussion. It definitely narrows down the question when we're referring to the national church around the world. Exactly. We're we're going to take the politics out of it. We're Mm -hmm. going to take uh, the medicine, shall we say, out of it. We're going to take all that out. And we're now just dealing within the kingdom of God as to, has this been a good or bad thing? Now, (laughs) people say, well, it's bad. Of course it is. Yes, it is. On the natural side of things, yes. But here's the other side. On the spiritual side of things, This has probably been the greatest period of expansion of the national church that we've had in the last, I don't know, maybe 2,000 years, um, just in sheer numbers. And what we're seeing right now in all the fields that Empower is dealing with, we're seeing opportunities galore to to share about Jesus. The question is why now? And the answer to that is because people are scared. Rightly or wrongly, people Mm -hmm. are scared in the world right now, which means that people are looking at eternity and they're wondering um, what's it going to be like. They've never never faced death, shall we say, in a global um, way like they're facing it right now. Yes, we've had world wars. Those were localized. Those were different. This is an invisible enemy bringing people through rumor or actual fact to the point of considering, is there life after death? And the next question is, are the religions of the world, the Hinduism, the Buddhism, the Islam, the animism, the communism, all the other isms, are they meeting the need to give people peace to die? And the answer to that is no. In fact, all the world religions right now are falling apart. In the fact that people are scared to death. We've got reports of, from India of Hindu priests who supposedly have all the answers to life. They're hiding in their huts simply because they're scared. Whereas the Christians are out praying for people. They're out, um, uh, shall we say, on the streets. And they're, they're praying over homes. They're witnessing to people. They're sharing their food with people. And this is going to take us into the next part of this answer. Um, this this one Hindu leader within um, India, and this report came to us a few months back, and uh, he was watching. He was watching from afar how the Christians were reacting to this pandemic and how 
the Hindu priests and the Hindu leadership were, the religious uh, people mm-hmm. of their land. And he came to the Christians and he said, all these priests are hiding away. They're scared to death. They have no answers. There's no hope with them. And we look at you Christians, and you Christians have peace in your heart. You've got love. You're loving people every chance that you get. We've got, they, you've got joy. We see smiles. And every, everybody else, we see frowns. And he says, we are starting to listen to your message now. Because you're proving the message by your everyday walk in society. And that is what is going on country after country. And it's there's such an opportunity to share God's love in a tangible way also. So many people are uh, facing hardships, and the Christians and the churches and the church planters are um, able to share God's love physically, which opens the door to conversations that they've never been able to have before. That's exactly right. So you mentioned this was in India, but is it other places? Is it all over? The flavor changed, but the ice cream is still the same, okay? (laughs) Which, when I say that, every culture, every situation is different around the world, but the Holy Spirit is leading all believers in exactly the same path. It's just colored a little bit right. different in in the way that they're doing it and the way they're out, reaching out and things like that. But the essence of it is always the same. You start with fear. You start with uncertainty about death and life after death. Then you move after that to looking at Christians who are behaving differently. Their attitudes are different. Their language is different. Everything is the same. Then, like Karis just pointed out, then you've got the proof coming in the fact of, Okay, those are words. That's within the person. But what are they actually doing? Well, they're out there loving people. Right. They're, they're not screaming at people. They're taking them food. They're taking them everything that they need to try to show in a physical way that we are different. And that's the point of what COVID has done. It has separated the world out from the belief and the actions and the attitudes of those who are born-again believers. The separation is becoming wider and wider the further we go into this pandemic. And now, on one side, we're seeing rage and we're seeing um, hopelessness and we're seeing people fighting with one another and we're seeing all these things in the world. But then the national churches around the world, the national believers, we're seeing them come together in revivals. We're seeing the joy growing. We're seeing the church expanding. We're seeing the exact opposite. So we're moving from where it was a gray area before in many countries. Mm -hmm. And Joy, now it is black and white. And the separation is growing more and more all the time, which means more and more people are coming to the Lord all the time. For instance, we'll go back to India for a sec. Um, We were talking to one leader there, massive church. Um, When I say that, these are churches all over the Indian subcontinent. And we're probably talking 20, 25,000 churches in the network. And... um, I asked him just recently, I said, so has the church um, grown? He says, in some areas, they've reached herd immunity in India because mm-hmm. they just, everybody had it. So they reached herd immunity, so which means that the churches were coming together and, and the government and the public health or whatever they've got over there said, you can meet together in larger groups, etc. So when the doors, shall we say, of the church opened, They estimate now that the church in India has either doubled or maybe even tripled in size. And it's all because of the example of Christians. Wow. And the fact that they were always prepared to give an account for the hope that lies within them. That's what 1 Peter talks about. And therefore, 
they were ready, they were able, they had a different quality in their lives. They weren't fighting, they weren't fighting through this. Right. They were loving through this. This is so important to hear because um, and this is not a commentary on the media at all, but we don't hear any of this. I know. At and all. I, I know because this side of things. The the, the the Western media, whether it's <laughs> I'll put it this way, whether it's left, right, or center, it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. because we are consumed right now by our situation. Right. We're not concerned about a world. We're concerned about us. And this shows a great immaturity in Western society as a whole. Um, massive um, amounts of ego going around everywhere. Well, the word bondservant, I've come to appreciate more and more over the years. And a bondservant loses their identity and they lose their ego. Mm-hmm. And they act like a humble servant before the Lord and before people. And that's what the world is sensing right now, that they are looking for people who are different on the inside, who live with peace. They are looking for bondservants. Right. And they're only... The only place that is producing bond servants right now, it's not a factory in China. It's a factory in heaven <laughs> that is producing the bond servants in the world who are having incredible opportunities. This is why the church is growing so quickly. We also, um, we know for a fact that there's so many turning to the Lord with the more requests we have for Scripture. And uh, the two go hand in hand. The more people that are seeking God and seeking a relationship with Him, the more Scripture is needed. Exactly. We're we're doing millions this year, millions wow. of copies, and uh, and I mean, of, Scriptures have always been empowers. Oh yes, what we do. So it's yes. just incredible. Then. Well, yes, and some people are feeling more more burdened to provide them the Word of God, mm-hmm. and they're helping us out just at the right time mm-hmm. because right now. There's this hunger curses right on with that because in all of these countries, the people are saying, okay, I want to follow God, but what do I do? Well, no better thing. We'll hand them a Bible, and it says in here, this is what we should do. Right. Um, I just wrote something. Um, if, if, if we're presented with all these opportunities, and then people say, well, then how should I live? Right. Okay, the answer is you look into the Word of God because— this is the opportunity that we have been waiting for in missions and in the church for, for a long, long time, thousands of years, actually. And we have been waiting for this opportunity to put the Word of God out there en masse, for people to pick up the book, to read it, to understand the difference that Jesus promised would be the hallmark of a Christian, of a believer— and now we are able to get those out there at incredibly low prices mm. because we're dealing in huge numbers. And therefore, the printing presses are just rolling. Well, and is this multiple countries? Yes. Um, Southeast Asia. I'm going to just some of the areas we're working right. in right now, the hotspots. Um, all of Southeast Asia. Mm. China, for sure. We can't get enough Bibles into China. And everybody's going to be shocked at this number, but it's true. The leadership of the house church movement have told us they need a about 30 million copies right now. Um, <laughs> that's no problem. <laughs> that's that's a minimum number that they need. They, wow, they need more than incredible. that, but that would just make do. 30 million. It's a big country, 1.3 or 1.4 right. billion. Then you've got India who are seeking God. They're seeking God and they are looking for firm a firm grounding that they can stand on because they've got all sorts of writings within Hinduism and, right. and Islam and everything like that. But they want the Bible. Because 
if the Christians are saying, I was changed out of my walk with God and I learned how to behave within the Bible, then they say, well, I want that piece. It's in the Bible? Yes. And therefore, they're wanting it. Then you go to the Horn of Africa, Ethiopia, probably the greatest hunger for God there of anywhere per capita. And they want the Bibles more and more all the time. Plus, you've got other areas. Israel right now. Huge numbers going into Israel. National believers there are, we'll call them Messianic believers, okay? And those who are in Arab-speaking congregations are just clamoring for the Word of God to be able to hand out to their friends because people are scared there too. And this is in Israel. So it's everywhere. And Kares is exactly right. And the prices are low right now to get them out. How low? A Bible in in China, um, $2.25. Um, some areas of the world is a little bit more than that. We're doing New Testaments now, I think somewhere between 75 cents to 90 Wait, cents. Wait, so did prices become, they dropped? Yeah, actually okay. prices dropped. And, and part of this is just what's going on in the world. In the yeah. pandemic, um, um, many, uh, many economies ground to a halt. Well, that meant the printing presses weren't going within their countries. So they were begging for business. So just to keep their oh. employees you know, on yeah. the ground and their business is alive. They said, please, we'll do anything. We'll print anything. So that means we could shop around even for even wow. greater prices in these various countries. So that means, um, you know, 75 cents to 90 cents for a New Testament, um, $2, $3 for a full Bible. That's incredible. Yeah. And then you just shoot them around the world, not in small numbers like boxes. Right. We're talking containers. Container shipments. Container shipments. And how much would a container hold? Oh, that's all varies. Uh, really? Joy, it, it varies. Uh, sometimes you can get um, um, 25000 into a container if it's New Testaments. Other times, uh, or, or full Bibles, rather. And mm-hmm. other times you can get 40000 in if it's New Testaments. Okay. Size of the container, weight restrictions. It's a big I don't even even deal with it. It's a lot. Um, you didn't mention Serbia, and I'm curious about Serbia. Serbia right now, they um, we're working there in Serbia with the gypsies, mm-hmm. okay? And we get reports probably once every two weeks, we get a report from Serbia as to what's going on. And it's hit them. The, the coronavirus has hit them very hard there. Um, but they have come through it. Um, they were... The shutdown of their economy there really put them into very serious problems with no food, no clothes, et cetera, housing, firewood, everything like that. But we were able to come in and help them. Now, on the spiritual side of things, Mm -hmm. here it comes. Um, Their number of people wanting to be water baptized has just jumped. Really? And it's because people are firming up their commitment to God, and they want everyone to know that they want to walk with Jesus. One couple— uh, recently, we're getting married, and um, they were in marriage counseling, etc., like that. And the uh, pastor, um, um, Rom- Romo, uh, Romani pastor, yeah, um, he um, wanted to, um, you know, take them through. But their first condition was, well, we want to be water baptized. We want to firm up our commitment to God, mm-hmm. and we become Christians, but we were never water baptized. We want to firm up that commitment before we make a commitment to one another, wow. to each other. And so he says, no problem. Um, two, um, two weeks from now, we're going to have a water baptism in the church. And in their church, it's a kiddies pool. 
Yeah, inflatable. Will, in, inflatable kiddie poop. <laughs> yeah, like two feet deep. Yeah, and so they have to lay down really right. flat to you know, be <laughs> baptized and get fully covered, et cetera, like that. So um, therefore, that was it. So he goes in church, the pastor, the next Sunday and says, we're having a water baptism with this temple. They want to be water baptized before they get married the next week, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what was it, Kira, 20? It was something like that. 20 or I don't have the number in front of me, 20 or 30 people stood up and said, we want to be water baptized too. And it started to spread to his other congregations and the other people. What I'm trying to get to here, Joy, is the fact that the the pandemic, even though it was hard on them physically, mm-hmm. spiritually, it brought them to life. Bibles are going in there right now, a lot of Bibles. You've got new congregations. You've got people who saw Christians sharing their their love. We were we took in some stuff and we hid in the bushes. You might say nobody knew what we were doing in the name Empower, but we were giving it out to the National Church for seedlings so they could get their right. cr- crop started because the people ate their seeds. They were so hungry wow. and they had nothing to start all over again. So we got them seeds. We got them the plants. They put them in the greenhouses. They're up. They're harvesting them right now. It's been fantastic. But again. This was the dire situation in one respect, but it was the opportunity to show them Jesus. And that's where that, Karis was saying, that's where that love in action came into being. And that's what we have to do. Wow, that's incredible. Anyway, that's what's going on around the world right now, Joy. It's, It's a time of opportunity. It's a time of separation. And we are, we are different than the world. And my only concern would be right now is that in North America, Christians would act, have attitudes, behave, um, talk differently than the people in the world. Because God is leading in all these other countries for us to stand up of an example Mm -hmm. of what it means to know God. And that's why the churches, the national church planning movements are so successful. The Christians are, are looking different. And that's my prayer for North America, is that Christians would look and behave differently than the world. And really adopt that bond-servant mentality. It would really help right now. Yeah. It would really help because we're being judged. We're being evaluated. Mm-hmm. We are on display, as the Bible talks about, especially in First Peter, great book for the end times. And um, that means that people are going to watch as to how are the Christians dealing with this? That's important. Okay, well, there you have it, an episode of Asked and Answered. It was really great to have this update on COVID-19, and um, I've missed these uh, updates on the National Church, so that was excellent. So tune in next time, guys. Thanks a lot.